0: Hello, my curious colleagues, and welcome to Craig Antonucci's double secret bonus question. Most of you know that I'm coming off of my own health journey recently, coming off of a diagnosis that didn't exactly go my way, uh, but feeling good now, and so feel like I'm in a safe space to ask Craig this question, and that is how his diagnosis perhaps changed his approach to life and, and work?
1: So great question. Um, and when you've had cancer, you're allowed to say anything that you want about it and you, you get to joke about it too. So um, okay. I certainly do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had cancer twice actually, uh, once in 1999 and once in 2012, so testicular and prostate cancer. And uh, I will say the first time, didn't change much because uh, You know, I caught it pretty early. Um I had a lot going on in my life. The same in fact the same day, my um my spouse at the time, she was pregnant with twins, and my brother-in-law, um, her brother who was a professional wrestler at WWE, and he had an in-ring an accident in Long Island, New York, and was paralyzed the same day that I found out that I had cancer the first time. So it was so much going on the first time around cancer, was kind of like, all right, we'll just we'll just just another thing to deal with. And uh The second time around though, um, was a bit of a shock and, Mm. you know, you get it a second time and then you start questioning, okay, what's going on? Why me? What's, what's going on with this? And, um, it was difficult to deal with at the time. It was, there was a lot of mitigating circumstances that, that went along with it. But, you know, if I look back at my journey with cancer and I think I can speak for a lot of people who have done it is that you, while you have it and while you're recovering, you look around and you see all these people that say oh i had cancer so it's going to change my life i'm going to go climb mount everest or you know do all these wonderful great things because life is precious and for me and a lot of people that i've talked to um it really wasn't about that it was really going you know what i just want some normalcy of my life back i don't want to have to deal with the doctors and the tests and the retests and the hospitals and everything that goes along with it and um the other thing that I really gained at it from a personal standpoint was perspective in terms of, you know, people don't know what to say to you half the time when you have cancer. Yeah. They're lost for words. So they say something that they think is what they're supposed to say. But really, as a cancer survivor or patient at the time, you kind of go, like, Oh, that's not really what you should be saying to me right now. <laughs> and um, shouldn't
0: be laughing, but yeah, I know well, it's what, true, I know what right? you're talking about. I know what yeah,
1: you're talking about. Yeah, it's true. And, and, um, you get a little angry at that. And, uh, but what you end up realizing is that everybody has their own story. Everybody has their journey and it's not, you don't line up everybody who has cancer and say, okay, this is the one that had the easiest. And this is the one that had it worst. It's, it's your own personal experience. yeah. And this is where the segue into customer experience comes um, is that customer journey is kind of similar is that if you have the ability as a CX leader to really project your personal life and your personal experiences, everything you've learned as a human being into the customer journey and understand that you have a hundred different types of customers who all perceive how they deal with you a different way. Mm -hmm. And some get it, some don't. And you may think that like the other people talking to us are saying the right thing, but you're really not. And the biggest thing is, is that you're not listening to what the real problem is in people's lives. So for me, for instance, you know, you would have people that would say, hey, let me know if I could do anything for you. So so sorry to hear this. And really what I wanted to hear was, wow, man, that sucks. Um, do you want to get a beer and you can vent? You know, that's what I wanted to hear. And, and other people may have wanted the same thing or wanted something different, but really it was the lack of people asking the right questions or listening to what it was I was saying. Hmm. And the same thing goes for us as customer service. We think that what we're delivering is great, but we're really not listening to what, the customers are saying and um, so that's that's kind of the lesson that I took from my own journey of gaining some perspective and having to go through some really crappy times and lousy moments in my life and understand that uh, you know everybody sees everything a little bit differently so learn that quickly and you can begin to design your professional experience a little bit differently as well so there
0: hmm. we go interesting a little tough love thrown in there. Yeah. I didn't see that coming, but it's all as you said up at the top. It's all it's everyone has their own unique experience, and there's no wrong answer. Um, how did did it impact your approach to um, just work at a higher level? Like, did you say? Did you think to yourself, "Oh, I got to work more. I've got to work less." We can edit this out if you don't want to. I'm just
1: no. Kidding. Actually, that's a great point to make because. It did. It forced me over a period of time. This was not an instant thing for me. This was a learned behavior on my part. Um, and I really only started to really get it the past couple years was staying in the moment at every moment and realizing that no matter how bad or good something is, it's going to end no matter what. And um, so what that means is that when I go to work, I am all in at work. I am there, I'm hyper-focused, I'm engaging with our people, I'm supporting my team, yeah. we're. I'm listening to them, I'm theirs and they're mine. But when I leave and I come home, you know, I used to have the habit when when I used to work at BPA. I mean, I would work 70, 80 hours a week, I would be up at six o'clock answering emails. I can't tell you how many times I got on airplanes with IVs in my arm um, because I wanted to go get a deal because I thought that's what I needed to do. and. While I probably I can't say that I wouldn't do that again, I would approach it a little bit differently. I would stay mm-hmm. in the moment a little bit better. I would put things in better perspective. so when i when I'm not working, I'm focused on the things that are important to me um, right now, you know, whether it's uh, you know making connections here in Birmingham and making new friends because i'm I'm new to town, reconnecting with with old friends, um, you know strengthening the relationship um, with my older kids, which you know I've, I've lost touch with as they've gotten older um mm. that's difficult but yeah. uh, you know uh, you know as they get it they're, they're they're adults and you know there was a great show so uh you ever watch stranger things
0: not yet but it's okay it's
1: so awesome show everybody is but me you gotta watch it you gotta watch it and there's one character who's the father of the main character and he's stuck in a prison somewhere talking to another guy who's a dad and he makes this quote something along the lines of i think it's ingrained in every child to." something along uh, to to distance themselves from their father because it forces them to become their own person and i looked at my own relationship with my dad and it was strange for a long time but i i kind of reflect on the fact that maybe that's kind of true so my kids are like in that they're becoming adults and 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 everything that goes along with it so um i don't know where i'm going with this but it actually was a um, good tangent me too yeah
0: me too, by the way. I don't know how we got on this, but it was interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it goes all oh, back to, to just focus you know, on connecting the right with Connecting with your older kids and, and kind yeah. of why that's so, like, so yeah, important. When
1: I'm, yeah. When I'm talking with my kids, I'm there with my kids. I'm having yeah. a conversation. I'm not thinking about, okay, I got to get, you know, get down the road here. I'm having dinner with one. I'm yeah. focused on the conversation. I'm listening. Same thing with professionals that when you're dealing with the, the people that you work with or your customers, you're there. You're absolutely there. And that, yeah. you know, cancer... And everything that went along with it, and perspective, and time, and the pain involved with it, really kind of taught me that. So,
0: well, thank you for sharing that because I know some of that was a little personal, and I appreciate I appreciate you uh, sharing and being in the moment, which I think is the greatest advice I heard. Today. Right? Yeah, I think that's it's hard to do. Because
1: this moment's going to, we're going to be done with this podcast in five minutes here. So it's gonna be going to be gone.
0: Thank God we're recording it so we can read right? it. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I really, I appreciate your time again um, and hanging in there for your double secret bonus question.
1: Yeah. I love the name of that, by the way. It's kind of like, it reminds me of the Animal House double secret probation.
0: Is that where I got it from?
1: Maybe. I don't know. You know, you know what? yeah.
0: If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks.
1: You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneer. Thank you for your time.